Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to After Work Drinks, a weekly catch up with your girlfriends over a bottle of red wine in podcast form. I'm Izzy and I'm Grace. We're two magazine editors and best friends and this podcast is basically our weekly catch-ups edited down to an hour and with all the shit talk about people we know cut out. (laughs) (laughs) New intro. New intro alert. Hello. Yeah. Hey. Number 10 podcast in the country. Hello. Yeah we are very modest people. Um, We've basically gotten billboards printed all around the country that we made the top 10 um, podcasts and Number three in our category. Yeah, we're very, very proud of this. We've practically tattooed that news on our foreheads and we'll be telling everyone until the day we die. A hundred percent. We came close to trumping the teacher's pet. I think they were nine and we were ten. Yes. Manically refreshing, but But no. Didn't quite alas. No one can beat Hidley. Even though it has been pulled down and isn't even live anymore. It's so interesting because I've just been I've finished the people versus OJ Simpson and now I'm and then I watched the TV show because I got back into it again. And I wonder if Chris Dawson will be like the OJ Simpson of Australia. Mm. Can you think of a more famous murder trial? I mean, I mean I'm sure they have. Yeah. Been, but <laughs> like in terms of media, of, you know, all the key players. Yes. And you could be made into a Netflix show. It's and... definitely the Beyonce of our time in terms <laughs> of murder cases. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's mm. huge. It's a big one. Um, how's your week? It's been good. I've been quite sick and bedridden for a few days, which has been good in the sense that it's allowed me some downtime to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished People vs. OJ and I ripped through Giovanni's Room, which is it's like an old classic by James Baldwin. It's a gay love story set in 
Paris in the 50s. Mm. But I loved it. It was fantastic. And then the other thing I actually have been reading for a few weeks but had forgotten to mention is The Red Hand Files. And it's Nick Cave, who's like my favorite person in the whole world, Mm -hmm. has basically started – it's kind of like an internet magazine and he just answers questions from fans but with really long, well-thought-out answers and it's just the best. Like even if you don't like him, you're just obsessed over reading it. There's a really great one he just published about Elvis and being obsessed with Elvis and all those old-school stars. And then he wrote one about – because do you know how his son died? Yeah, and he wrote that big thing on grief. Yeah, he mm. wrote this piece uh, about his wife. His wife is Susie Cave, who's the fashion designer for The Vampire's Wife mm-hmm. and an ex-model. And she, in this documentary that came out after the son died, it's like the most heartbreaking thing to watch. She's just kind of broken. And one of the people emailed in and all they said was like, is Susie okay? I want to give her a hug. And his response was just so amazing. I feel like everyone should read it. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of it this week. What about you? Um, I haven't, well, I'm still reading the biggest book of my life. I've realized what that book is. Yeah. I saw the book cover on our Goodreads account. Yes. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) And was like, oh, I I know what this is. Yeah. Classic, right? Yes. So again, I'm still reading A Little Life, but I'm almost finished. Um, Really? Are you loving it? Should I love hold it. off till you finish? Yeah, but let's hold off till we finish because I got to work the other day and I was sort of like, I don't know if I'm the most heartless person in the world, but and I do think people think this is quite controversial. Mm. I haven't cried yet. Mm. Even though it's sad and it's hard to read, people were like, you will be, you will think you have enough tissues and you won't. Mm. And I haven't cried yet and I'm sort of nearing the end, but then my workmate was like, oh no, last strap in. Like oh, there's a lot no. to come. I hate when people say that. I know. It you up for failure. It's like, I don't cry in things that you're supposed to cry in. Mm. But then I was watching, I was finishing sex education yesterday and there's like a bit where the character just puts on eyeshadow and he's like, I'm going to go to school and drag. And I was like, <laughs> like just crying mm. my eyes out. Yeah, I'm the exact yeah. same. And I'll cry in ads. I always cry in that ad yes. on TV in Australia. I think it's like an insur- insurance ad. And the guy saves the koala from the forest fire. <laughs> Do you know the one? No. And then he saves it and gives it some water out of a bottle. I've honestly cried in that ad like three times. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, so I've, I've been reading that. I spent the entire day Sunday reading that. So I haven't done much else. But I did listen to um, a podcast by Elizabeth Day, um, who's just released a new book. And it actually just landed on my desk. So I'm going to rip through that. Yes. And um, give it to you once I'm done. But I listened to her podcast for the first time, which is How to Fail. And you've actually recommended it before. The Raven Smith one is yeah. the only one I've listened yeah. to. <laughs> But I like, like I, she's a great interviewer. Yeah. There's the book, the book's called How to Fail mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, but I listened to her one with Dolly Allerton and I loved it. She sort of talks about, but it is funny. It, it's just so obvious how you were saying um, Dolly Allerton is a journalist in the UK and she's released a book, Everything I Know About Love. And it was funny. Grace was saying, it's just so obvious in that book that nothing that bad's happened to her. And it's <laughs> funny when she talks on this podcast, because it's just like when people just grow up so privileged, mm. obviously bad stuff happens but it's just sort of when they're coming from such a privileged background i know i it's remember just so I actually different. listened to pandora's one and her her first failure was like 
when she was in year six and some girls mm-hmm. didn't want to be part of the too. group anymore. And I was, I was like, like, oh my God. <gasps> like if that's in the top yeah. three, like I know it's not the worst things that have happened to you, but. I yeah, like, but the top three biggest failures of your life. Like I that know. just reminded I was me. Like, worst things happened to me in the last 24 hours. A hundred percent. That reminded me of when I was 12 and we were in this dance group um, doing an S Club 7 dance. <laughs> I and did I got kicked out. Like, they literally sat me down and were like, you can't be in the group anymore because although you're our friend, you're just such a bad dancer. Oh I was literally just letting the team down. And I, it was actually very sad sitting on the sidelines to, to and watching fair, those, those wounds cut deep when you're a child. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never, you know, Recovered. thought. No, yeah. I never danced again. I never danced again. <laughs> um, so I listened to Dolly's one and it was, it was really good. She talks a lot about, um, so she, one of her failures was that she got fired from a job she was on. Well, her boss sort of sat her down and was like, I can't let you, I can't extend your contracts. I know you're not happy and you need to be pushed outside of your comfort zone and go and be a writer, which is what you want to do. Oh, what a good boss. I know. I think she was just also shit at her job. Yeah. I was like, is this like a movie boss? Like go and <laughs> yeah. pursue your dreams. We can cope without you. Um, and she said that for a year, it was just so hard. She had no money. But it was the best decision she's ever made. And it kind of, it just pushes you to be better as a person because yes. you're forced to be better. You're forced yes. to like make this money. So you're forced to become a better writer. You're forced to think of pictures, you know, like yes. us, we're both writers for a job. And it's like, you can get into this easy rhythm. Yes. Where... It's easy to become complacent. Yeah. And to get how hard you work to get there at the first exactly. place. Yeah, totally. So I really loved that. Um, and then I was watching the assassination of Gianni Versace on yes. Netflix. It's it's funny because I was watching the People versus OJ, which is the same mm-hmm. show, American. right? It's like the second season. Yeah. But I just never had any inclination to watch the Versace show. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, I was kind of interested in it, but it's just funny. Like it's shot really cool, but the acting's just quite bad. The person who saves the whole thing is Ricky Martin. <laughs> Who we was would have thought we'd hear the day <laughs> yeah. in a cast, including Penelope Cruz. Yeah, and um, he was Gianni's partner yeah. in it, and he's just so great. And then Penelope Cruz is Donatella Versace, and she's just, like, fine and keeps not doing her Italian accent. That's hilarious. Yeah. I do feel like there's something about that show, because the guys who make it made Glee an American Horror Story. And there's mm. something, even watching OJ again, there's something really, like, camp about it and, like, a bit... OTT and yeah not yeah I don't know I, I I love that I feel like they pick good subjects based off that kind of making it all a little bit theatrical and silly mm-hmm. even when it's something serious and then I tried to get Anton to watch Selling Sunset which is just what these is two um LA gay real estate agents who <laughs> go around and sell all of the uh like rich people's houses and he goes to me Everything you ever watch is a gay film or just absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And then I realized that for the past and two this days. It's like a Venn diagram of both in yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and for the two, past two days, I'd been watching Queer Eye, RuPaul's Drag mm. Race, The Assassination of Gianni Love. Versace. You're watching RuPaul's Drag and Race? And then Selling Sunset. Yeah. It's my favorite show in the whole world. Yeah. I've only just gotten into it. Oh, you're going to like just lose two months of your life. Yeah. So. Another thing we've just decided, we're just shaking things up this ep, is we're going to cut down a little bit on our recommendations because we just talk about them for so long because I feel like we both just get it. And we worry about droning on 
about something that you haven't seen or read yet and that can get kind of boring and also when you're driving or when you're walking and you don't have time to jot something down it's the most annoying thing in the world yes so we're going to instead pop all of our um recommendations of the week including heaps that we don't talk about in the podcast on our Instagram stories the day the episode drops. That's at After Work Drinks Podcast <laughs> yes. on Instagram. This is just a little bit of clickbait for you guys. Um, and we'll put it in our highlights reel. So it'll always be there and you'll be able to see everything we recommend. Plus, we have a Goodreads account with all the books we like. Yes. So that will be what we're currently reading, what we've recently read, and what we want to read. So there's hundreds of books, book recommendations in there, including everything that we refer to in the show. Yes. So all bases covered. And then... <laughs> And tell all your friends to follow us because once we get 10K, we can do swipe up for stories that we want you to read. Yes. Which is going to be like... Which will be great for everyone. Yeah. Um, And the other thing is we have our private Facebook group, which is actually where we post articles that we're reading. And we also post sometimes what we're going to talk about that week and ask for everyone's feedback and we get people's opinions and we include it in the podcast. So if you want a little shout out, go there. Exactly. So for this week, we posted our topic on last... Monday and gave a whole week for everyone to discuss it and converse with it so we could get everyone's ideas and opinions and feedback and reading material and then that'll all go into our prep for the show so it's basically in your best interest yes if you would like to be famous (laughs) and be um included in the top 10 podcast that is yeah yeah anyway I want to talk to you in depth about Justin Bieber's poem oh my goodness I was so I've realized the last couple of days is I haven't been to work because I've been quite ill and I've just been bedridden and I've, I've been having like fever dreams about mm. work and the podcast. It's a really bad sign about my inability to switch off. So I was in that kind of state and just rolled over and saw this today and I was just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't I am not, I'm not ready for this. I didn't this see morning. it first thing this morning. I heard about it. And then when you sent me it, I was like, oh Dear God. Like, you hear about Justin Bieber writing a a hefty Instagram caption poem for his wife, Hayley Bieber, and you know it's going to be amazing. But I think it was kind of beyond our wildest expectations. It looked like it had been sort of typed out in a sort of fugue state. Like, so many grammatical errors. Should I read it out? I don't know if I can handle you reading out the whole thing. I'm going to read it out. I don't know if you'll make it through. Yeah, just go for it. (laughs) Sunlight falls into the abyss, just like I fall onto your lips. And that doesn't even rhyme. That's this. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of this. The whole thing doesn't rhyme. For a songwriter, waves crash onto the shore. My love for you grows more and more. So he does well there. Yeah. Sound of the crickets, a true meditation. (laughs) I think about you, God's greatest creation. As I fall into this blissful state, I ponder how you are my one true soulmate. He yells that. Yeah. It's getting dark, too dark to yeah. see. A chilling breeze embraces me. Then these, this is my favorite part. Same. The smell of chamomile fresh from the garden. My life is a movie that both of us star in. Yeah. I'm, I'm that, done, I think, I think. Yeah, that's the best sentence yeah. by far. But it just goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, she just says, have a great shoot today. Have a great shoot, babe. <laughs> like, it's just like a message to her. Like, it's just so bizarre. But um, mm. I don't know. I love it. 
I love this Bieber. I want him to just post things to Hayley every day. Remember when they got engaged and the next day he posted that like letter to her? Yeah. It was great. I do kind of like watching their romance play out in Me too. real time. But it's basically just obvious that um, Hayley's saving his life by being very solid yeah, and no, a very good influence on him yes. and taking him to church and doing all the things that he wished he was, that, but he can't do it without her. Yeah. So props to her because fuck that. I know. Do we secretly love the Beavers? I, I think kind I of. do. Yeah, I'm kind of into it too. Mm. Anyway. And I love that she's she did it. She was obsessed with this guy yes. <laughs> from age 12 yeah and she fully infiltrated it's like just hope it's for crazy like girls everywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is like it, it can happen it can happen for you um another big thing that happened this week which i feel i kind of it was unprecedented for me the feedback on this but kendall jenner mm. um so Kendall Jenner came to Sydney this week. <laughs> Is that Kendall? too random? <laughs> no, you said it. It's Kendall Jenner. So, yeah. But. It's good. It's like really summing it up. Everyone knows. I think everyone in the world knows she came to Sydney. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, so she came to Sydney for the Tiffany & Co. King Street store opening. And it was kind of just like living proof that, you know, there's no mania like Kardashian mania. It kind of drew the city to a standstill. A hundred percent. We saw that first, first hand, like as in standing, like touching her as people are screaming. At one point it kind of felt like it sounded like behind us that a fan had knocked something over jumping across the barrier. It was, it was my first. So me and Izzy were two of three journalist spots on the red carpet so mm-hmm. we were like super in there yeah and weirdly there was because sometimes when there's those red carpet things there's a barrier or sort of like a rope between you and so the media will stand on one side of the rope and the celebrity will stand on the other but we were literally just on the carpet yeah and we it, it's funny because it was one of those things where well you'd already interviewed her so mm. we we were not being blase but we we're like okay we're gonna go and do this work thing and the feedback afterwards the excitement around it was just massive like Mm. random family friends and people coming out of the woodwork and people coming out of nowhere being like i can't believe you got to speak to kendall my mom goes oh my god darling and i was like (laughs) i was like mom i fucking went to new york and interviewed her last year and she was like she just has no idea it is a like absolute proof that you yeah, photos are didn't happen. Yes, in your hundred percent. You sat with her on a couch for like fifteen minutes, mm. and no one gave a shit. In, in a way more intimate <laughs> setting, and literally not like everyone was coming up to me the day of Tiffany and being like, "Are you interviewing Kendall Jenner?" Oh my god! Like the whole office was freaking out. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah." Again, it's yeah. fascinating. But so we were there and we were waiting, and obviously there's like a whole red carpet of people to come. She was the last person to arrive. We saw ASAP Ferg, who we all now love because he was just kind of he was amazing. pretty iconic. Yeah, yeah, he really took his uh, job to promote the Tiffany and Co jewels very seriously. Like in all of the pictures, <laughs> he had like a fist out or but an arm out like, or his chest open. My favorite was, like, was when he was wiggling his fingers to the camera. Yeah, yeah. it was so crazy. <laughs> um, and then Kendall came. And she's, I mean, she's beautiful. Sometimes when you see these people, IRL, you're mm. very struck by how amazing they look. She's a very pretty girl. And I didn't feel that. Oh, actually, no. I did feel that with her when I first saw her. I was going to yeah. say I didn't feel that 
but that's because I've seen her. But when I first saw her, I remember thinking her eyes are just massive. Yes. Her eyes are so huge. I think the the most jarring thing was that we, I was quite shocked. I've never seen anything like this before where there was a huge crowd of people. Like, I don't know how many people, two or 300 people. Mm -hmm. And when she walked in, people were screaming, which I kind of guess you expect a cameraman from like, some oh, sort of publication, yeah. just like a 50 year old man just ran mm. over and nearly knocked our friend off um, the stage thing we were standing on. Like it was, it turned into pandemonium when yeah. she got there and Australians are quite low key. So it's kind of jarring to see that. And then she walked around and as I was interviewing her and I'm sure it was the same for you, Izzy, it was like hysterical screaming behind us the entire time. Like there was a row of, of teenage girls in, school uniforms and they were like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god i can't believe it's her i'm gonna cry i can't believe it's her Mm. oh my god and i just i was i've never seen people behave like that around a celebrity before yeah and even oh i loved was the was the um the males yeah there was like a little cohort of middle-aged men yeah and the guy that kept going kendall don't forget your fans and i was like oh my god if he says that one more time she's in the middle of an interview yes and then yeah so when the guy when it sounded like Someone had knocked a railing over. I could see her tense and she yeah. she visibly tensed and then looked behind me and then like looked at me in the eye before she looked back to you and yeah. just gave me like this, oh my God, look. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no it's shit. It's so overwhelming. And, and then as she walked into the event, we weren't there then because like we interviewed her and then she posed for photos and then walked in. But when other people were filming her coming in, it was like crazy. Pack. And she just walked through like, she's very normal and down, down Chill, to earth yeah. and relax. She's like a normal person. The whole rigmarole going on, it just doesn't phase her. And I was like, that's just her life. Yeah. I hate that. I felt really sorry for her. I, yeah, I felt sorry for her because I sort of assumed more. I don't know why I thought this, but I sort of assumed more that when she went into the event, everyone would be a lot more chill than they were outside because the event's obviously media and influencers and journalists and everyone. And I sort of thought it would be a bit more like cool, calm and collected. Everyone has a champagne. Yes. I thought it should be standing around sort of yes. chatting, but it was crazy from what, yeah, from the video footage I saw of people basically clambering across each other to get photos. Yeah. And how weird would it feel to be for that to be you? You sort of walk in, everyone just turns and starts filming you. Like no one's like, hey, no everyone. No one says a word to you. Everyone's like just, yeah. and, and she just stops and smiles and stops and smiles and stops and smiles. And I was like, for a life that you didn't sign up for, I get that she's making the most a personality it, yeah. and making the most of it and has created this career for herself, but that wouldn't be an enjoyable life. Honestly, with all the perks and all mm. of the amazingness that comes with it and people are like, I don't feel sorry for celebrities. I feel sorry for a 23-year-old girl that has to deal with that every time she walks outside. Yeah, and the thing as well for those those two, Kylie and Kendall, is that they just they just were on the show from yes. when they were children. So they didn't really have much say in the matter. No. And I feel like Kendall more so than Kylie just wants to be normal. Like, yes, she wants to be a model because she loves modeling. She loves the fashion industry. But that doesn't mean you have to be a super, super, super famous yes. high-profile model. Where, like, if any other model came to that, obviously other than probably Gigi and Bella, it would be so much Even more chill. Even then, I don't think it would be the same thing. Yeah. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I interviewed Gigi when she was here for Reebok mm. and yeah, it was, it was very excited, chill. but it was so chilled compared, it That's was right. nothing compared to that. We just like, had breakfast with her. Yeah. It was like the most low key thing. Like there's, I think that was, I think Gigi, the fans are like fashion fans. Like yeah. The Kendall, it's Kardashian it's, yes. fans and they're people that we don't know. <laughs> like, we don't, I don't know anyone who, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was, fascinating to watch yeah absolutely should we get a top up yes an article that caught my attention this week was a piece on the cut um, about whether marriage is still relevant in today's society so it sort of talks about with divorce on the rise um, and it's 38% couples of marriages end in divorce in Australia and our instant gratification culture that we talked about last week having less of an attention span than ever with everything like online dating and tinder and everything like that it sort of made us ponder why we're so obsessed with saying I do still and more of a so obsessed with watching fake marriages dissipate on tv with married at first sight like everyone's so obsessed with it I agree married at first sight is not our vibe but it's phenomenal how huge it is and i think it reflects this weird i think it's so retro like i always think that how we've come so far not that women's rights and marriage are mutually exclusive but we've come so Mm. far with the conversation about feminism but our obsession with marriage and having the perfect wedding and the instagrammable wedding and a giant wedding and a beautiful engagement ring and a beautiful engagement announcement on instagram it's like even higher than ever like crazy my mom is shocked by how obsessed with our generation is with weddings she's like it wasn't even a thing for us in the 80s like it is for you guys now yeah and it's so funny as well when you talk about the feminist thing um the origins of marriage which i kind of I just didn't really even think about it at all um, until my friends decided to have a civil union instead of getting married. Right. Um, Does and that I, mean that they don't have all the legal rights that go with it? No, I opposite? think it's pretty much the same. Right. It's just a state thing. It's not a religious thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they decided to have a civil union instead of a wedding because she was like, the origins of marriage are just really anti-feminist. It was all about basically selling a woman to a man and all about women obeying men and everything like that you know how i mean you can take out the words obey and serve and all of that but yes. she was still just like i feel like it's so old school yes i would way rather have a civil union is this the one who rolled dice 
Yeah. Yes. So I was going to get to that later, but um, at the <laughs> wedding, they actually rolled a dice. So instead of just instead of she her taking her partner's surname or him taking hers, they rolled a dice. They flipped a coin oh. at the wedding, and heads was his surname and tails was hers. And it was so great because it was just like. Just added that extra element to the I ceremony. Love that. Yeah. yeah, it was, it's so, it was so cool. cool. I think that if I didn't like actively want to take Anton's because I love his last name. So good. Yeah. Yee. His last name's Yee. So I would be Isabel Yee. I love I'm just that. so yeah. into it. Yeah. That um we would do the same thing. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because marriage so I don't know if I've told you this, but this um tattoo I have on my ring finger is because when I was seventeen I was like, I'm never gonna get married. Marriage is an outdated institution, blah blah blah. Oh my god, you're so woke. I was so woke and that was what, like nearly ten years ago. So I got a symbol tattooed on my ring finger because I was like, I'm never ever gonna get married and now I'm like now I have to get that removed. <laughs> Laser that off like Laser that off please and tell me yeah. at least six months in advance before you're gonna propose. I know, but it's so interesting because I'm like, when did my thinking about it shift? And now I'm not even like desperate to get married, but I think I'd still like to get married. And it's like unpacking the why about that. Yeah, I'm the same. So it kind of, I got to this age, I think I got to 25 or 26 and just suddenly I just wanted to get married. But it wasn't even that I wanted to get married. It was literally, I wanted... Anton to propose to me yes and not even because like obviously because I love him and I do want to be with him forever but it wasn't even about that it was literally like oh I just want something I think it was like I want something fun to happen yeah exactly but this is what it's still become it's still become a like and I honestly think it's linked to Instagram like it's almost like an Instagram moment like people have all their different ways that they do their engagement so 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 many little cottage industry like the the Instagram engagement, the Instagram wedding. It's so Yeah, crazy. wedding hashtags. Wedding hashtags, all of that stuff. And it's, I guess people, it seems, have stopped thinking about what the purpose of marriage is and mm. why we need to do it. I've been reading Esther Perel's book, The State of Affairs, which is about, it's called Rethinking Infidelity and it's about cheating and whatnot but she spends a lot of time talking about what marriage is and the point of marriage and it's so fascinating because she says that up until super super recently marriage and love were actually seen as separate so marriage was Mm -hmm. seen as like an economic partnership and love was found in affairs so the idea was that you had your husband who it was just a given that you didn't love and if you were going to have love it was by falling in love with like the milk boy or the gardener or you know like those old school things like that's where love existed it wasn't meant to exist in the marital home so in a way people were not always obviously because it was a much more patriarchal institution but in some ways people were not set up with this belief that marriage was this be all and end all of love and happiness forever um and she said now we've switched it which is kind of more empowering for women that marriage is purely an emotional thing so we're no longer getting married because we need financial security because we all have jobs and blah 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 but now what's changed is we put so much pressure on marriage because we think the person we meet has to be able to she's like we expect our spouse to be able to give us what a village used to give us so they have to be our most personal confidant the perfect lover the best friend the logical supporter the breadwinner the bringer upper of children like all these things Mm. that you need several people to do we've put into romantic love in a spouse and then she's like so many people 
cheat where people used to cheat nowadays to find love people cheat nowadays because their level of love isn't being lived up to but that's yeah. because the level is just too high Unrealistic. like it's just impossible yeah yeah that's that's so true and it's so funny as well because like just purely living with one person for the rest of your life is hard enough mm. without all of the expectations like Anton drives me fucking nuts all of the time. Yeah. And obviously I... That's cohabitation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and obviously I drive him nuts all of the time. Mm. Because you just start to... Like, little things just start to annoy you about each other. Mm. And I'm just like, why can't you just do anything fast? And, he, <laughs> and he's, he's like, like... Why are you so impatient? Yeah. Why yeah. are you so impatient? And it's like, just dealing with that alone, without all of these other unrealistic expectations, is crazy. And now, because of what we were talking about last week with our lack of patience, we're like, oh, if that person isn't the like feeling like the love of my life every second of every day, I don't feel swept off my feet, um, everything's yeah. not great all the time, then we get divorces. Yes, we jump into like, okay, well, a marriage is supposed to be this like complete high level of euphoric love and excitement and lust and sexual desire every minute of every day. And if it isn't, mine is wrong. Yes. So therefore, I'm going to leave. And therefore, people are getting married in the honeymoon stage where you got to wait it out and figure out if you can actually create a life together. And then getting divorced the second that stage is over when it's like, no. Mm. And it's funny as well, because thinking about that, I am so in love with Anton. I've never felt like this about anyone. I've never even thought about marriage before meeting him. But recently with... All of this other stuff, just getting caught up in, I think, these fake lives. I haven't even um, analyzed it before right now. But I was sort of like, oh, maybe maybe I'm not as in love as other people are. Yes. Because I don't constantly think about, like, him. I sort of, I don't, I don't know. There was just this thing that got me. Th- I was like, oh, maybe we're not as in love as other people are. And I've kind of, he'll, if he listens to this, he'll be like, that's so funny. Because I've recently been like do you love me? And he's like, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I love you too. And he's like, yeah, good. Like, yeah. For che- thanks for checking in. <laughs> and it's sort of just because I'm like, oh, we're just so content and happy and normal, but we're not shouting our love from the rooftops. And I'm not like, I can't wait to see you every single day because yeah. you're the one person I want to talk to about everything in my life. And without you, my life would be incomplete. I don't feel like that. And I obviously think speaking it out loud, that's healthy. Yeah, but but that's not real. And the thing that's hard is that with a partner, you can't get everything from everyone. She's like, uh, Esther, I'm going to keep going back to Esther Pearl, which is bad, but she's like, the current ideal of marriage is full of contradictions. It's like, I want you to be the solid, stable, secure person who I can rely on for things, but I also want you to provide excitement, mystery, Mm. and like sexual... Spontaneity. Spontaneity. And it's like, you can't have both at once in any person. It's impossible. So you're setting yourself up for failure because what we want from a spouse is impossible. Like once you get to the point where you like get past all the excitement, fun honeymoon phase, and you just get into a rigmarole of cooking dinner every night and doing the food shopping and paying Mm. for bills. And like that brings its own joy and pleasure, but you can't spend all that time thinking about like, Oh, I miss it when we used to not be able to keep our hands off each other and have super steamy hot, dates or whatever yeah you know if you just always focus on that thing that it isn't at that point in time of course you're going to want to get divorced and then the thing with maths as well is i haven't watched the season at all i just escaped it because last year i was in a maths hole 
And then I, even... I sometimes it gets on TV and it's on for like a minute, and mm. I'm like, turn it off, turn it off, because I know if I watch it for more than one minute, yeah, I'll be fucking hooked. Like, yeah, it gets you. It's like some hypnotizing (laughs) magic trick it's literally like those experts aren't actually experts in love which would make sense and they're actually just hypnotists yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) because they are so shit at matching people um but like even with maths it just sends the message that divorce is an easy option if things become tough yes when in reality divorce is incredibly difficult and emotionally and financially so draining yes and we're just watching these couples get together for six weeks live in an apartment and be like oh no never mind this is shit it's so crazy and then cheating on each other it's so weird that we watch this when we're so obsessed with the love story i know but we're so we're still so obsessed with marriage and weddings like it's fascinating like look at the royal wedding Mm. it literally ruined our lives because we had to write about it but it was like the biggest thing ever in terms of recent royal things and they're like yeah are they engaged are they not engaged okay they're engaged now we can talk about them a certain way of the wedding let's psychoanalyze every single aspect of the wedding like it's so funny it's the most old school thing but we still and when you think about it properly it is so weird yes that the bride dresses up usually in a white dress puts her veil over her face yes walks into the ceremony with people sitting down and with her father walking her yeah and, her and like yeah these her friends all dressed in one same dress and then the guy yeah. on the other side it's just this, the ceremony is just such an odd thing it is so strange and then reciting vows to each other it's just so confusing i like prank her chopra and nick jonas like just this crazy totally monetized commercialized insane extravaganza mm. like I'm trying to think of other celebrities. And then you got like Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. Like we're just obsessed with celebrity weddings. And it's almost this thing where like once a celebrity gets married, I want to say it's not as true as it used to be, but I feel like it still is. It just makes them fair game for celebrity gossip. Like Mm. it's once marriage happens, it legitimizes them in a way where we just feel entitled now to everything about them. Yeah, totally. So we actually, I posted the article, um, the cut article in our Facebook group and asked everyone who is in our little community what they thought about marriage. And we had quite a few people say that, well, I sort of feel the same way yeah. as I want to get married so that I have the same, obviously this is, you can do this without getting married, but the same last name as my kids and have like a little family unit yes. or just the same last name as Anton. I just think yes. it would be cool. Um, but my friend Ash actually said that something they do in Brazil, um, which they've done for their kids, is all the kids take the mother's surname as the middle name and the father's as the last name. Right. So it's like a double surname, so you don't That's have to nice. pick names. Yeah. Would you take Zach's last name? Um, I wouldn't be against taking Zach's last name. I I like my name. Yeah. <laughs> in full. Yeah. Like, I just I just feel like my identity is like Grace O'Neill as a mm. name. And I know a lot of other people don't feel like that. Like could give or take their name. Yeah, I, I could give or take. Yeah. I don't know what like what it is. I just I don't feel like Grace. I feel like Grace O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like a celebrity. No, I just it's like the whole name for yeah. me. I don't know why. It's not like as in allegiance to my family or anything. Mm. I just kind of like it. But I wouldn't if if he really cared, which I don't think he does. Um, I wouldn't be against it. I get the having the same name as your kids thing. The thing I like about the names is that I always say to Zach, like, 
we always need to think about our relationship as being on the same team. Like, it's yeah, kind of that's what that I like sounds, too, But yes. I like the idea that you're like a team and a unit. And mm. It's like you guys together and everything family. else is external. Yeah. So I do like that. But um, I don't know. I flip flop. Like sometimes I think the thing I think about marriage that I worry about and that she kind of touches on in this book is that when you do something finite like that, people kind of stop focusing on a relationship like you know when you're not married you're constantly thinking and talking about and discussing like the relationship like it's I feel like you're always ironing out the kinks and figuring Mm -hmm. out what could be better and figuring out what's wrong and getting to the root of things and I do feel like there's this tendency in marriage where you just slot into like this is just how we live our life now yeah and there's conversations about things you're like well we're past that because we're married like she talks about how so many couples that come to her where they've had affairs it actually ends up being the best possible thing for their marriage in a weird way because it kickstarts the conversations about things and the say the woman cheats on the man and she's just like all i do is look after the kids and come home and do nothing and you come home tired and i never feel sexy and i never get to do anything that i want and i never get to do anything for myself and i'm sick of being like this so this felt like the one thing i could do where i could go and be free and do Mm -hmm. something that was for myself and it felt really good and uh, like kind of naughty to like go and do that and that made me feel alive again after 10 years of feeling like a frumpy housewife right the guys will be like, well, do you think I'm fucking happy working and doing this or whatever? And they just haven't talked properly in years and years and years and years because they've been on autopilot. And this yeah. big cataclysmic thing forces them. And most of the time they don't want to break up and they still love each other, but they just needed something to change. And I do think that, like, you know how a lot of French people don't get married and mm-hmm. they talk about, like, why would a guy still chase you if you've just given him... <laughs> I love like, French so silly, people, but it's yeah. so French. But I'm like, their thing is that... You, you need to keep it in the relationship stage where you're both on, not on edge, but like on well, a lot. you both want to work yeah. on it. You both want to keep it. I quite like sure. that. Yeah, I like that too. Because I, I think that even though people like to say marriage doesn't change anything and for some relationships, maybe it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like obviously then you'll both just relax and stop caring as much because it's just that thing's done. Yeah. That's just locked and loaded forever. Yes. less of a... Uh, Oh, we need to go on date nights and we need to keep, I don't know, dating. Yeah, you just married. accepted like the things about each other that maybe when you first moved in together or were first dating were up for discussion. They're just the way they are. I definitely don't think that's for everyone. Like I know there's a lot of... And I do think as well that we live in a culture where like single people love to rag on married people and act like when you get married, you give up. And then lots of people I know who get married are like, I feel kind of smug saying this but being married is sick like it's yeah. really fun it's yeah. really fun to be with someone you love and to feel like a little well yeah i, I yeah. want to get married mm. i just like thinking about all the different ways all the different takes in it but definitely i want to get married and i was even saying today i was i was like that's that weird thing that got in my head where i was like i want to get married young yes and basically just have a party with all my friends and obviously i want a really nice dress yeah and i want things to all be about me and I want people to stand up <laughs> yeah. and say, obviously us, <laughs> I should be saying. Yeah. And I want people to stand up and say really nice things about me in speeches and yeah. buy really nice shoes and have really nice photos of me yes. and Anton and, and have a food. and have a cool party. I I'm like have, all for it. I want to have like my own stash of verve 
that only I get to drink all night. Can I have some? Yeah, like there's like 10 people that get yeah, access yeah. to it and everyone else gets like... The shitty champagne and no one glint. knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things are expensive. Yeah, I'm into that. It is this funny thing now where it seems like people are just as happy as they ever were to drop like... 30 or 40k on a wedding mm, which is crazy which is a lot of money like in i know but that's the life. funny thing yeah. i'm like i don't care as long as i just have a really nice dress yes really nice great heels shoes. a good yeah. photographer um great food obviously good alcohol and it's suddenly just like the whole thing is just and a nice setting yeah. yeah and a beautiful venue and lots of people there <laughs> yeah um i think i want to leave this with a um quote from my friend hannah who put it in our Facebook group. Um, and she was just responding to me saying, do you think marriage is irrelevant now, obsolete? And she wrote, I keep changing my mind, but at the moment I think with everything against it, the lack of legal practical meaning, sexist origins, people questioning motives, high divorce rate, it's almost like the ultimate act of romance to know all of this and dive in anyway. Oh, that's very cute. I love it. I like that too. We're both still romantic. I know. I'm such a romantic. I'd love to elope. That's my dream. Really? Yeah. Just like put up, like just be like, hey. Yeah. And then have another wedding with all the <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do both as well. Yeah. True. <laughs> Double or nothing. Um, okay. Well, I think we'll leave it at that for this week. We're um, all out of wine anyway. Yeah. We're all out of wine. Um, so remember, like we just said, for constant updates and lols to follow us on After Work. I'm so sorry I said that. <laughs> lols? Lols. Oh man, I kind of want to edit that out. <laughs> for constant updates. Um, please follow us on After Work Drinks podcast on Instagram and join our closed Facebook group. Yes. Every time that you share with someone about the podcast, it helps us go up in the charts, which means more people see us. So we very much appreciate it. Yeah. Which means we will have to bring you better content. If exactly. And if we surpass the teacher's pet, we'll like Shout give you all a hundred dollars or something. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, we will, yeah, please don't. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.